0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit Yeah,
1: oh, Hello, my loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I, I hope I don't make you uncomfortable when I say that, but uh, just think of me as uh, I guess you can think of me these days as a grandfather. <laughs> Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. So, yeah, there was a dynamite uh, truck explosion either in the late 70s or early 80s at the quarry in Lancaster. Um, I actually, as fate would have it, the lady who is my house cleaner and who is also a very dear friend, her dad was involved in that explosion. I couldn't believe when I saw the email coming from from her, so... Um, I I, I don't have many details, but yes, there was a dynamite truck explosion. The propane explosion right after Christmas um, uh, uh, back in the 80s, um, that was an absolutely horrific night. We lost five Buffalo firefighters, two civilians, and it was a devastating story to cover. And uh, that night, um, I had, when he was starting out his legal practice, Jeffrey Friedman on. And I was a little bit slow. Okay, I was very slow on the uptake because it had taken me forever to book up a time with Jeffrey Friedman. And then we started getting reports about this giant explosion. And I was just starting out in the business, and I didn't realize, hey, Tom, you need to switch to all news right now. So it took me about five, ten minutes, but uh, obviously— Um, we we went to live coverage, and such a thing would never happen again. Um, As you gain experience, you realize, yeah, you need to switch out of something. Anyway, we had an earthquake today. And uh, talking to you about that, how your animals reacted, whether you had any damage as a result of the earthquake, a young lady I know sent me a text that a picture of her father was knocked off the wall. Okay, Uh, I have a picture up on Bowerly on WBEN Facebook of... uh, a crack in a basement wall, allegedly caused by the earthquake. And uh, supposedly some windows got smashed out in one house in West Seneca, which was the epicenter of the earthquake. Many people have talked about the boom, and the boom with an earthquake typically indicates a shallow-depth earthquake and it has to do with the vibrations of the earth and as far as your animals acting strange before the earthquake um, some people think that animals of course have a greater frequency range they can hear that somehow animals are, are able to pick up on frequencies that we can't hear and that's why they get a little bit freaked out. And I mentioned earlier a few times that seizure dogs are really important in medicine. If somebody uh, has an epileptic or neurological condition that leads them to have a seizure, these dogs will let them know 30 seconds to a minute in advance, I believe it is, so the person can get into a position where they're not going to hurt themselves or anybody else when the seizure hits. It's a really amazing thing. The dog can sense it with the sense of smell. Uh But we're talking about the earthquake uh, today, and uh, some people thought we were under attack, and I think that might have been a side effect of the Chinese balloon we talked about on Friday. Um, A lot of people talked about the boom. Let's get back to the calls on WBEN, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to Holland, another call from Holland, New York, and it is Jack. Jack's on. Hello, Jack. Hey,
2: good afternoon. How are you doing?
1: Uh, absolutely magnificently, sir.
2: Great. Yeah, you know, I was just waking up and I was sitting on the edge of the bed, and all of a sudden, it was like I—I I thought my son had somehow crept into my bedroom, which is nearly impossible, <laughs> and jumped on my bed. It scared the snot out of me, you know. And I turn around, you know, that like, you know, what are you doing? And there's like nobody there. It's like, okay, that was kind of strange. And I didn't—I didn't honestly, I didn't think anything of it after that and i was fixing him breakfast and my older son who doesn't live live at home um sends me a text he says dad did you feel that earthquake i'm like okay well i guess it's starting to make a little bit of sense now and he told me that he was sitting at orchard park road and ridge road mm-hmm. waiting It was sitting at the red light and he said it felt like like um like somebody had taken his like 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 his car had been shoved oh and, really uh, yeah and uh when we found out later on that the epicenter was over there, uh, at least the maps that I looked at it shows like um, Indian Church and Mineral Springs yes. is right about where where it is. Yes. And um, so so oh, you, you know he's he, you know, we thought maybe he was just about right on top of it. It turns out he was he was pretty close. So uh, but, I talked to another. I, I talked to a friend of mine earlier because I need to go to to his uh, his automotive garage, and that's exactly where his garage is. It, it's right it's right there. So I said, okay, so what happened there? And um, either at his house or his business, he said there's no damage. Um, he said he took a quick look around. He said he checked the basement. You know, he, there's nothing nothing obvious. He said the only thing was was that um, some pictures had fallen off the wall, but that was it. And then a friend of his who owns a bowling alley said, told him, who told me, obviously, that, um, that he went to the alley to, to to check for damage, and he said all the bowling pins had fallen down. Oh my goodness! So, you know, he said, you know, so did he? You know, didn't happen to take a picture of that, did he? I have no idea. You know, I mean, it's this like the guy who owns a bowling alley is somebody I don't even know. Oh, okay, got you. Well, no, we we yeah.
1: know the people who own the bowling alley on Grand Island, so I'm rather okay. fond of bowling alleys. I can't bowl to save my life, but
2: yeah, I hear you. Are you know, that- yeah, yeah, the bowling alley's a friend of a friend type deal. I'm just relaying what, you know, what he said to me. You know, so it was kind of weird because where I live there's a, a railroad track about maybe, you know, a rail bed about maybe maybe not even a quarter mile from where we live. And so when the trains go through at night, you know, you can you can feel a little bit of a rumble, you can feel some vibration in the house. But this was a lot different. And I'm thinking, you know, trains don't come through here at 6:15. It's it's not it's not the right time of day for the schedule. Hmm. And it was, like, way too active, you know. Um, you know, and, and I, like I said, I live I live in, Highland, in Holland. And, uh, and I heard your other caller, you know, Farmer Jim. And um, it wasn't, obviously, not anywhere near as crazy as it would have been, say, in Orchard Park or West Seneca, you know. But it, it definitely got our attention out here, you know. And, uh, like, I'm sitting in, uh, I'm actually sitting in arcade right now. And the girl I talked to said she didn't even know anything about it. so maybe it didn't uh, get felt down this far.
1: Wow, no that that's incredible um, I by the way, just got uh, just information and I I'm, uh, I'm up to speed on this now, so thank you. I don't need any more emails on the dynamite explosion, but it happened in yeah. 1979. It destroyed 25 or 30 cars and left a giant crater in the ground. And the truck driver was able to get out of the cab when it started to fill with smoke. So thank God that happened. So I, I didn't mean to be half listening, but I just wanted to clear up that okay. uh, situation with the um, with the uh, dynamite truck explosion, which, uh, frankly, I've never heard of. Um, all right. So how long when you were ex- uh, exposed to the earthquake taking place and all that stuff? How many permutations did your hypothesis go through in your brain as to what you were experiencing? I mean, we went from the sun jumping on the bed to.
2: You know, to be to be completely honest with you, that's what I thought it was, and I didn't give it much thought after that. At six fifteen, I need to get up. I need to get him up. I need to get him dressed. I need to get him fed, and I need to get him out the door. That was actually my focus, you know. And until my son sent me the text, it was that he actually sent me a text at uh, six forty, you know. So twenty five minutes later is when it's I, I just didn't have to be honest with Tom, I didn't really think about it. You know, it um you know, I, I thought, well maybe somebody slammed a door or something. I was like, well who, who the heck's gonna slam a door? It's just us. <laughs> you know, it, you know, he was sound asleep in bed, you know. We own the only animal we have is a cat, you know, and I you know, and after I saw her, you know, I mean, dad had long been gone. You know, so I couldn't even I can't even speak to whether you know, the animal had any type of, you know, for you know, for foresh- you know, foreshadowing of uh, you know things to come, or you know, it was just really kind of strange. But like I said I, d- I didn't think anything of it. I was focused on getting my morning business taken care of.
1: No, that's so. that's what I call focus. You know, here's I was saying, I had this really really weird thought about the Buffalo Bills, and. Um, you, you know, I could just imagine the Bills being in the big game and just at the moment we're about to kick the game-winning field goal and Earthquake hits and knocks the ball off the tee and we lose that way. Wouldn't that just be so us?
2: Yeah, that yeah, that would be a very very typical, very bumble <laughs> thing for sure. There's no question <laughs> about that. And, you know, it's funny that you bring up the Bills, Tom, because I was just thinking, you know, this gives us something to talk about besides the bills, and you went ahead and ruined the juju.
1: Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, I I apologize for that. I uh, thank you kindly. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the phone call. Um, yeah, no, I just had this weird thought. Like, he's teeing up. It should be a chip shot field goal to win the big game. Wait a minute, an earthquake just hit. The ball went off the tee. <laughs> just. Just saying. Anyway, uh, let's get to Dan in uh, Sanborn on WBEN, uh, Niagara County wing in. Dan, you're on. Hello. Hey, Tom. Sir. Um, Right around
3: that time, 615, my yellow lab, she's on the bed. Anytime she gets up, she goes through this long scratching session. And this morning, she just got up and she hopped off the bed and headed to the living room. Which I thought was odd. And then I don't recall is China hearing anything or calling or feeling anything. But the other thing I wanted to touch on. So just a ta- time out,
1: time out, time out. The dog acted a little bit off, but you didn't feel anything.
3: No, I didn't huh. hear a sonic boom or anything. I don't recall hearing any shaking. I actually didn't know about the earthquake until this afternoon. I turned
1: on the news. Very well, interesting, and you're going to say you're going to say something else.
3: Well, I don't know if anybody brought it up or remembers the earthquake in Kenmore in the mid '90s.
1: Uh, well, um, about there, Kenmore Mercy. Uh, yeah, well, there there have been a number uh, of smaller earthquakes. Uh, maybe there's one by Kenmore Mercy. I know there was one. I think by Delaware Avenue or Forest Lawn. I mean, see, every day on this planet, there are hundreds. of maybe thousands of earthquakes and most of them are very minor and most of them we never hear about because most of the Earth's surface is underwater. So earthquakes are not uh, this this is it's not the end of days. No, but that was a sonic boom. And it wasn't prolonged, it was just one big boom. Well, I don't know if it's and a sonic boom. I don't know if it meets the criteria no, for no, a sonic it, boom, but it's it's an earthquake boom which is because of vibrations um, within the earth.
3: And people upstairs were moving out of their house, out of their apartment. I was working outside on on the house itself, and I thought a refrigerator, they were moving it. They'd lost it and came down the stairs or something. But it was just a loud boom and would have never thought it was an earthquake until... Now this all makes sense today.
1: Sounds like the same thing. (laughs) Well, glad we could uh, make sense out of this confusing world for you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh Um, Thank you. Small, shallow earthquakes sometimes produce rumbling sounds or booms that can be heard by people who are very close to them. High-frequency vibrations from these shallow earthquakes generate the booming sound. When you have a deeper earthquake, the vibrations never hit the surface. So if you hear a boom with an earthquake, you can be assured that it is a shallow-depth earthquake. Now, how shallow shallow is to the geologist, that I couldn't tell you. So uh, anyway, welcome to the program If you're just joining us. Um, I regret to inform you that I missed out on the earthquake. I was dead asleep at 6.15 and... The only thing that seems to wake me up is not an earthquake. What wakes me up, people chainsawing trees or when the garbage trucks come by. For some reason, those sounds penetrate the house. Probably has something to do with frequency. But uh, this morning's boom, never heard it, never felt the earthquake. First, I heard about it, honestly, I woke up a little bit late because I went to sleep a little bit late and turned on the radio, and David Bellavia was talking about an earthquake. And I immediately knew what my topic was going to be for most of uh, the program today. Uh, 803-0930, the phone number star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. I have an email uh, from a friend of mine who is very well-versed in uh, geology. The Richter scale for measuring earthquakes is a logarithmic scale. Thus, each whole number is 10 times greater than the other. Example, a 4.8 quake is 10 times greater than a 3.8 quake. A 5.8 quake is 100 times greater than a 3.8 quake. I kind of alluded to that before. Um, The Richter scale can be a little misleading because of the way they use the calculations. I mentioned that you're talking multiples of, and the email explained it uh, better than I, Uh, this person who knows a little something about uh, subsurface soil anomalies and other uh, geologic phenomena. My experience this morning was as follows. I was having breakfast and heard a low Rolling noise coming from the west of my house in Elma, home surrounded by cornfields. I like the way he writes. The noise was akin to someone rolling an office chair across a wood floor. Low and rolling sound lasted approximately three seconds. Didn't the person in Holland report Yeah, a rolling kind of a sound? Anyway, the emailer. Person I know, I stood up and started to walk to the west side of my house to see what was happening, at which time the shock wave hit. It sounded like a large slap on the structure. I heard it hit the west side of the house, pass through the house and me, and the exit on the east side of the house, rattling the sliding glass door on the east side. No shaking, but more of a pressure wave feeling. Huh. I thought something had exploded somewhere. I went out, listened for sirens, looked for a fireball, then deduced it was an earthquake. And yes, there is known documentation of animals sensing earthquake activity. Something about them being able to sense the low frequencies associated with earth movement and quakes. So there's just a little bit of info for you. Let's go to Dave in uh, West Seneca. Dave, you're on WBEN from uh, Ground Zero. Hello.
4: Yes, how are we doing, this Sir. Good. Yeah, I just wanted to say, it was about 6.15 this morning. I was just stepping out of bed, and uh, that's when it hit. My first thought was was thunder is kind of what it sounded like at first, and that was my first thought, but then it just kept going. It just kind of just rolled through the whole neighborhood. That's exactly like what I thought was that it was some type of explosion. Um, I thought for sure it was a house somewhere in the neighborhood that blew up. I mean, it's just, I've never heard anything that loud in my life. And uh, there again, it was just like looking out the windows, looking for a fireball or something, and there was nothing. And, you know, we're only about a mile, a mile and a half away from where the center was. And uh, didn't hear any ambulances, any fire trucks going or any of the, the fire halls with the whistles, nothing. It was really kind of odd until we kind of checked the West Seneca community board and somebody had mentioned an earthquake. It was probably about
1: Sir, I, I, I need to I need to break for news. I'm sorry. I'm a prisoner of the clock. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Again, I appreciate the help, but I've got all the information I need on the dynamite explosion from all those years ago, so no need to uh, send me anything else. I do appreciate very much your help on that. 28 minutes after 5, news is next with Mr. Puckett on News Radio 930 WBEN.
0: If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame...
1: Tour two more.
0: You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, remarkable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball
0: trade parts used with permission.
1: Now, I've had some uh, very interesting calls today on people's earthquake experiences. And, uh, Josh, uh, do we have the Susan Rose audio uh, from uh, A New Morning? our own uh, Susan Rose here at our Amherst uh, headquarters of WBEN she felt the earth move and tim had nothing to do with it
0: an earthquake just a few minutes ago in western new york here at the building everybody came together just to, just after 6:15 and said what was that it felt like it felt like a Huge truck hit the building and it shook for seconds. Right, Joe?
2: I have never felt anything like that before. I had no idea what was going on. I thought, no lie, something was like the heat was turning on or something. I mean, it it, it was, it was crazy. I'm Susan. I don't usually get. I'm shaking right
0: yeah, now. No, I know. I I feel it too.
1: Um, Joe and Susan, if I know Jimmy Lovestelliano, he's going to take that audio. And he's going to do all sorts of things with it that's going to make both of you look very bad. I know because Jimmy Love has done it to me. A lot. Uh, Josh Schmidt is my man at uh, Master Control. By the way, <laughs> we uh, do invite you every day to listen to News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Uh, we have a new morning five until nine, typically with Brian Mazurowski and Hall of Fame member Susan Rose. Nine until ten, Brian Mazurowski and Joe Beamer are on the air. We affectionately call them Beamaz and Beamer. Ten to two. It is Medal of Honor recipient David Bellavia. He is on the air. And then uh, at 2 o'clock, the train wreck known as the Bowerly Show begins every Monday through Friday here on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. Actually, I'm going to be off on Friday because uh, I have to go to court. <laughs> and no, I'm not the defendant uh, in a situation, but I have to go to court. Naturally, they schedule it in the early afternoon, which. Uh, is a little bit inconvenient, but uh, one must abide by uh, what the court wishes to do. Um, We had a horrible situation take place in the town of Cheektowaga, and joining us right now with an update on everything, and we've been reporting on this, but the town of Cheektowaga Police Chief Brian Gould. Chief, thanks very much for being with us. Much appreciated.
5: Hey, Tom, I appreciate you giving me a chance to just get some information out to your listeners about... uh situation that happened this morning and uh you know what, what kind of help we're looking for moving forward
1: well first um can you tell us about uh, patrolman troy black chief and i mean obviously you guys you, you know each other uh you've been he's been 17 years on the job tell us a little bit about him
5: yeah troy uh troy's been a, a cheeked police officer for 17 years uh involved in many uh Many, uh, you know, high-profile incidents, uh, you know, just a couple that come to mind. Uh, a rescue where we lifted a, a car off of a, a woman who was run over uh, in front of Target onto, or on Walden Avenue. Uh, it was part of a, a dog rescue uh, a couple of years back where the officers were able to save a dog from a, a creek in, in, during the winter wintertime. Um, just a really active officer uh, assigned in the Midnight p- p- uh, Patrol Division. Uh, his brother's a, a sergeant with our department. Also, um, Troy. Uh, Troy's family's been through uh, a lot of tragedy. He's, uh, you know, he's a cancer survivor himself, and uh, tragically, the family lost a child a couple of years ago. Um, he has uh, two children now, and uh, his wife and uh, children are, are definitely in our prayers at this time. Uh, We're doing everything we can to support them through this difficult time.
1: And uh, I hope uh, in in the genuine thoughts and prayers of uh, everybody in in the audience, tell us about the incident which uh, sent Officer Black Chief to ECMC.
5: Yeah, so approximately uh, 4.30 this morning, uh, a DPU officer attempted to stop uh, a couple vehicles. Um, One of them was a a stolen vehicle. We come to learn that both of the vehicles were stolen uh, overnight from Panora Street in the town of Lancaster. Um, when the officer attempted to stop the vehicles, the vehicles uh, fled into Chikawaja. Uh Officer Blackchief was in a position where um, he felt he was able to have a good uh, chance to deploy a stop sticks, a, a device that we can throw into the roadway in order to deflate tires of vehicles that, uh, that aren't stopping for us. Um, uh, through our investigation, uh, you know, it appears that as he was uh, attempting to get into position to throw the stop sticks, um, you know, that's when one of the vehicles uh, struck Officer Black Chief. Uh, both vehicles then continued on and, and fled the scene. Uh, we have gotten some, some good help. Uh, you know, we were able to uh, recover both of those vehicles. Um, one of them, we, the vehicle that struck Officer Black Chief, we recovered quickly it was uh, dumped at a gas station uh, at the corner of Kensington and Century in the town of Chictuaga. Uh And then uh, through some good detective work with the assistance of the Buffalo Police Department, we located the uh, the second vehicle, which was stolen and involved in this pursuit, uh, up uh, Englewood area of the city of Buffalo, uh, Kenmore Avenue, up in that neighborhood. So uh, our investigations continue at this point. Uh, you know, we, we are... We are you know, doing everything we can to make sure that we we find those responsible for this.
1: Chief Gould, the uh, vehicle uh, dump points, were you able to retrieve any uh, security camera footage that would reveal the faces of those involved?
5: Yeah, Tom, so, you know, that that's our plea to the public at this point is, um, you know, if you live in, in Depew or Lancaster and you have cameras uh, Apparently, there were four vehicles stolen in the town of Lancaster overnight. And, and what we're seeing in law enforcement is we're seeing that, um, you know, groups of, of people, mostly young people, uh, driving around overnight, uh, going up and down side streets, just checking cars and looking for cars that are uh, unlocked and, and quite possibly have the keys in them. And, um, you know, so we're asking that, uh, you know, if anybody lives in Lancaster or Depew, uh, or Chief the Walker for that matter, if you have cameras to, to look, uh, you know, if you had any activity overnight, um, we, we do have some video evidence, uh, and we're hoping to get more so that we can, uh, release something that will help us to make an identification of the suspect. So that, or, uh, if, uh, you know, if you happen to be, uh, uh an employee of, of an overnight store, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of stores open overnight anymore. And, right. uh, you know, we're we're hopeful that you know maybe these uh, these suspects stopped at a store to to get something at some point overnight, and uh, you know we get some video footage that way of them. And then additionally, Tom, I get one more. I know I'm talking a lot. Um, the uh, the Crime Stoppers of Western New York has also um, come forward to uh, provide a, a reward up to five thousand dollars for information leading to the arrest of those responsible for the. Uh, critical injuries to officer black chief um, you know there are people out there who know who did this uh, this was not just one bad person by himself this was a group of people out doing uh crime overnight and uh, we're hoping someone with a conscious or uh, someone who knew somebody who was involved comes forward and uh, you know offers up that information
1: uh, have your detectives or crime scene people been able to uh, process the vehicles that were recovered and come up with any usable fingerprints or possible DNA? Uh,
5: at, at this point, that's what that's what we're doing now. We're, we're going through the vehicles. Um, DNA, DNA technology is a little bit slower uh, to get results. Uh, but, uh, you know, our detectives, you know, we just uh, within the past two hours recovered the second vehicle. So. Um, You know, we are we are working on that on that. Also, you know, searching stuff that was in the vehicles, you know, working with the owner of the vehicle to determine, you know, what was stuff he had in the vehicle or that, you know, the the suspects might have left in the vehicle.
1: Uh, And I'm going to presume that you took exclusionary prints from the owners of the vehicle and anybody who might have had legitimate contact with it.
5: Yeah, um, DNA as well, just so that we can, uh, you know, exclude the people who obviously would make sense to have their evidence in the vehicle.
1: Um, the prints that uh, – were you able to um, identify any prints that did not have a legitimate purpose in the vehicle to the point where you could run them through uh, Avis? Uh,
5: not at, at this point, not that I'm aware of. I know our detectives were uh, were working on that. You know, we're going to start by inventorying the vehicle, uh, checking for DNA just because the more time you spend inside the vehicle, the you know, those are the things that, that get disturbed first. So, uh, you know, at this point, I, I don't believe that we've gotten any fingerprints from the vehicle. But I know that, you know, that is definitely on our priority list of things that we're looking for.
1: Chitawaga Police Chief Brian Gould is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. As we think of patrolman uh, Troy Blackchief, who was uh, critically injured last night uh, when struck by one of two cars speeding from uh, – Um, a auto theft uh, in in the Lancaster-Depew area. Uh, Depew officer uh, initiated the chase, which was then picked up by uh, the Chittawaga PD. The two vehicles uh, have been recovered. Is there any reason to believe um, given the number of vehicles uh, that are coming from Lancaster, you mentioned uh, Panora, is there any reason to believe that uh, this is actually an organized group of thieves who are going out to scout specific vehicles for theft?
5: Tom, I, I can't speak specifically to this scene yet because, uh, you know, we don't have the suspects uh, identified yet. But, um, you know, in previous cases where we have been able to recover some of these stolen vehicles, uh almost exclusively uh, they are young people who are solely out stealing the cars for the, uh, I guess, thrill, if you will call it that, of stealing cars. Um, You know, we've seen tragic results, the uh, accident on the expressway, uh, and and now the injury to uh, Officer Blackchief where uh, young people, you know, and again, I don't know for sure that that's the case in this, but, Um, In other cases where we have been able to make a rest, the vehicles aren't being stolen for profit. They're not being used, uh, you know, like like back in the day when cars would be taken to chop shops and stuff like that and sold for parts. These cars are just being stolen and joyrided and dumped. And, um, you know, it's really a a, a sick hobby or thrill, I guess you would call it, for, uh, for the young people of our community to be out. Um, you know, taking advantage of, of our communities this way. and
1: So we've got a 17-year police veteran uh, with a family, himself a cancer survivor, who is now fighting for his life because some kids wanted to take a joyride.
5: Yeah, that's, well, you know, I, again, uh, you know, that's what we've seen in cases similar to this. Um, you know, I, I don't, without having the suspects identified in this case, I can't say that for sure. But, um, you know, it seems the, the M.O. and what we've seen based on, on evidence so far is uh, similar to, to what, you know, other cases where that's exactly the case where it's just young people out overnight um, just taking the cars to, to take them and, uh, and dumping them somewhere else.
1: Did, did the vehicles that you recover, did they have the keys left in them by the owners?
5: Um, you know, Tom, I, I'm not a hundred percent certain on this case or, or, you know, how much we want to release as far as that, but I can tell you in general that, um, a lot of the vehicles, uh, except for the Hyundai's and the Kia's, which obviously are, are being stolen in, in a great proportion. Uh, a lot of the vehicles, uh, that, that we see stolen, uh, are simply unlocked with the keys in them. And, uh. That's my call to the public as well uh, you know I, I appreciate having uh, you know the the voice in the air over your channel today to just remind people um, that gone are the days where you can leave your doors unlocked and your keys in the car um, you know please uh, whatever routine you need to get into you know before you uh, you know turn the television off if you turn the television off before you go to bed get into some routine where you make sure your keys are on the counter or wherever you have them and that your vehicles are locked because, sadly, there are just uh, too many people in our community looking to take advantage of a mistake of leaving the keys in the car.
1: What a shame. And one of the reasons, Chief, I wanted to get you on was I wanted you to be able to directly put a plea out to uh, members of the listening audience, members of the general public um whom are you addressing and what kind of information would you like from them?
5: Yeah, first off, anybody who knows the suspect or knows of the story or knows of people who were out stealing cars last night, um, you know, please reach out. Our, our information is out, uh, uh, you know, to, to get an anonymous tip to us. You can call our station house, um, get that information. Our Crime Stoppers has a, a 5000 up to $5,000 reward uh, for information, also to uh you know anybody who might have video surveillance at their homes to please go back and check to see if you had anything uh you know anytime after midnight before the earthquake uh and then uh you know thirdly uh if you are an overnight shop employee like a convenience store if you uh had any people in your store who uh you know you think we need to check out. And lastly, reminding everybody, lock your cars. Keep your keys out of your cars because uh, it's truly an issue for our community. Um,
1: Have you or uh, Lancaster PD been able to canvas the homes in the area where the cars were stolen to see if anybody had a ring, doorbell, or security footage?
5: Yep, yep. We've done that. We've got some some evidence that we're working with right now. We've got some evidence from where the cars have been dumped. Um, You know, we're just... uh, putting all the pieces together so that we can hopefully make an identification.
1: Well, Chief, um, uh, obviously the community wishes you um, the, the very best and uh, certainly uh, the very best for uh, Officer Black Chief, who uh, is uh, in rough shape right now at uh, ECMC. Thank you so much, and uh, make sure you pass along the thanks of a grateful community.
5: We appreciate it, Tom, and thanks for uh, helping me get the word out.
1: Absolutely. Chief Brian Gould, town of Chictawaga, on News Radio 930 WBEN. Now, the story uh, from Chicktawaga it uh, resonates because uh, I had a cousin who uh, I-, I didn't know him that well, and we weren't close, uh, but I had a cousin. He was a police officer in uh, Tempe, Arizona, and he did a routine traffic stop. And he got hit by a car and basically had to retire. His life was never the same. And uh, he died just uh, a few months ago, younger than I. And uh, I have to believe that that accident uh, played a role in his uh, early demise. And uh, hearing about any officer, any, any human being hit by a car is, is rough. And uh, a police officer, you know, the old expression is if somebody's willing to hurt a police officer... They're willing to hurt you, and uh, I just uh, certainly uh, hope the best for Officer Officer Black Chief. And I think I remember that story about the dog being rescued, and uh, this didn't come up in the interview with uh, Chief Gould, but about 20 years ago, uh, Officer Brian Gray and I, we didn't rescue a dog, but we did rescue some ducklings who then went to uh, the SPCA serving Erie County for rehabilitation and release into the wild. Uh, and I, I do hope that if you have any information that would be helpful to the Cheektowaga PD as they investigate this, that you get in touch with them and share what you have so that these people can be apprehended. And if you were somehow involved in the crime or no, those who were, um, reach out to the Cheektowaga PD, give them what you got. I mean, I know nobody wants to be a rat, nobody wants to be a snitch, but... Police officers fighting for his life right now at ECMC. Uh, It is, pardon me, 5.56 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I want to thank Josh Schmidt for excellence today. I want to thank you guys for not only all of the calls, but all the information on that situation from many years ago with the dynamite truck in Lancaster. Uh, You were very nice and got me everything I possibly needed to know and then some. And again, stand by because Tom Puckett is coming up with Buffalo's evening news at uh, 6 o'clock. Until tomorrow at 2, following David Bellavia, this is Bauer